20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots, shots, shots! This Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2, rated R, streaming only on Hulu, Friday. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end! The Giants have won the pennant! Brad, we just got done talking, let's see. This is about, what, 18 hours ago? We yeah, were, uh, just we, we just I, finished talking. I haven't even changed my record back here. That's <laughs> how quick of a turnaround. <laughs> uh, I think people, as they were watching us, they could tell we were sort of a little apprehensive about talking about this Carlos Correa situation because there was no information coming from the giant side on things. So we were just out in the wind speculating and hoping and crossing our fingers and hoping that, you know, maybe the worst wouldn't happen, which was exactly what happened. Like, I can't imagine this could have gone any worse than it did with Carlos Correa uh, signing with the Mets. Like, the way that this whole thing happened was quite fascinating. And, you know, there's this talk about how Elon Musk and Twitter and, you know, he's killing Twitter and this and that. As a utility for stuff like this, it was like the existence of Twitter was why we all knew what was going on. I thought that was really fascinating. Well, and Uh, and the existence of social media and Twitter is the only reason we even knew in the first place that the giants had come to a deal because we've, we have, we've had since this whole Korea thing, we've had one statement from the giants and it came today and that's it. Uh, that that's all we've had about the whole Carlos Correa thing, and I understand because it wasn't official. Yes, uh, you know, so so I totally get that part of it, but uh, but you say it couldn't have gone worse. The the only way this could have gone worse is if the Giants had never announced this, <laughs> uh, and and the Giants never had a shot at him, and and the Dodgers signed him. Yeah, okay. I think that's the, that's the only way it could have gone worse. There you go. <laughs> uh, so okay. So let's uh, let's break this whole thing down from after we recorded last night. And by the way, that was such a fun show. And I'm glad I'm kind of glad that we didn't get the news before then, because it would have ruined our entire mood. And it would have been like a downer of a show because it was kind of like, you know, it's like that moment before the worst thing happens and you have these two people who are sort of optimistic about this team. And now 18, 18 hours later, it's the exact opposite that we're not going to be Debbie downers here. There's a, you know, we're going to, we're going to break this down like, uh, you know, like professionals, like podcast professionals. (laughs) There we go. Okay. So I have so many notes uh, on this thing. And uh, so there's going to be a little bit of reading here, but we are going to discuss all that's happening. So, at uh, 11.43 p.m. last night, we get a text in our Giants chat from my youngest son, JJ, who almost never texts us in, in that <laughs> yeah. chat. 
He almost, so you know it's important at that. Point. Exactly. So <laughs> you know it's important. Uh, but I thought, and the, the reason why I thought that he might have been duped on this thing is, I was when we were searching for Carlos Correa uh, news last night. There was lots of fake accounts, like trying to get people to retweet false information. So, yeah. uh, that thank you again, Elon Musk. That is the uh, <laughs> the Twitter universe that we live in today. <laughs> So I thought I was like, oh, he's getting duped. Like he he doesn't know what he's talking about, or not that he didn't know, but he was you know it was just he was getting duped. And so I look, that was not the case. Though I had a small hope that the person who was reporting this was wrong again, because that was one John Heyman, aka the uh, the creator uh, uh, of this uh, new character, Arson Judge. Uh, that will live on forever. <laughs> Super villain. So, uh, so uh, then I started digging in a little bit more, see the Heyman tweet, and then Susan Slusser, who's been so fantastic on this story, just amazing on this story, uh, she reported and said that. Uh, let me see. It said, uh, "Oh, so, so Heyman's tweet was breaking. Carlos Correa and the Mets have a have a deal. Three hundred fifteen million, twelve years." Now, it doesn't make any sense without any context, right? Like, for those of us who are paying attention, the Cray's medicals got flagged. That's all we knew. Then, Heyman comes in and is like, oh, he's with the Mets. And you're like, what? How, how could that possibly happen? He's, he's supposed to sign with the Giants, right? And so just out of context, without knowing what was going on, that tweet was like, is this real? Like, what is going on here? Okay, so let, let, let's dig a little further. So that was sort of a reality. But as I was going to bed, um, I saw Slusser, who tweeted the following, confirming Correa to the Mets now after Giants flagged something in the physical and doctors disagreed. How and why? Uh, and so that was her tweet. And for me, it was like, how? And why did we not hear anything from the Giants this whole time? Because the, the, the PR aspect of this is the Giants did not give us any heads up that anything was wrong outside of the, the canceling uh, uh, of the press conference. So that is what I had to, uh, had to go to bed thinking. It was, oh my <laughs> gosh, the Giants screwed up. What happened? And, and that's, that, that, that was my nightmare going to bed. Yeah. Now you didn't see any of this, right? You'd already no. gone to sleep. I, I I hit the sack early last night. I was exhausted, just tired day, a long day, lots of work going on and everything, getting ready for the holidays. So I think I shut everything down at ten o'clock, uh, and then I woke up and I immediately saw all of the alerts. MLB, yes. <laughs> SF Giants, Twitter. I didn't see your text string, even though I'm on it. So, so I quickly I sent that, and you know, along with an F word to our group, and said, uh, "This is happening." <laughs> then you know, and then I turned on MLB Network, got the kids some breakfast. As I'm making breakfast, it's still like six o'clock in the morning at this point. And I'm watching MLB Network, and I'm trying to get this broken down for me of like exactly what happened. Yes, and even uh, Vaskersian and Harold Reynolds were 
just shocked. They could barely even figure out what was going on because they were shocked. And then they had Susan Slusser on. And, and so she was able to kind of break it down a little bit more. Um, just a wild morning. Absolutely. Yeah, and, it, wild. and again, Slusser in, in, in a dark time, she is the light because she is the one who is reporting yeah. on this. I didn't, we didn't see anything from Baggerly though. Baggerly is off of Twitter at this point. And I just learned that Pavlovich was actually on the East coast after the Giants canceled the press conference, he he had scheduled something with his wife, uh, to, and she's from the East Coast, so that's where he was. So S- Susan Slusser was our hero here, getting us the information. Now, I, I, I got ahead of myself. We didn't know that there was the flagged medicals piece um, until Susan said that. So she was the one that kind of broke the news. We kind of thought like, yeah, I wonder if there's something with the medicals, but that wasn't confirmed until Slusser, which makes Heyman's tweet so funny because he literally just tweeted that he signed and there's no why behind it. There's no like he's exactly. just like this is the news. And and so that, yeah. that's his job. And 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 I get it, but man, it would it would have been nice to, to have some <laughs> more information about that. Okay. Yeah. So wake up this morning. That's a story. So what does this mean? And Jeff Passan from ESPN, he wrote. When a player and team agree to terms, they strike a deal on contract details, years, dollars, bonuses, opt-outs, no trades, all all of those stuff. A team sends a term sheet to the player and the player signs it. But that agreed upon contract is not official until a player passes a medical examination, which includes MRIs, blood work, other general health tests. While it's rare, teams do occasionally flag a player's medicals, which allows for two outcomes, A, a renegotiation, or B, it being scrapped altogether. And that is what happened with the Giants. Now, right. we, were, we were following the Correa thing from the beginning, and one of I think this was one of your concerns was that he had this back issue going back a few years. And, you know, Aaron Judge had similar tweaky injuries because he's just such a big dude. But Correa, we, we know that he had some, some back issues in the past. Now, the last two years, he averaged around or maybe even a little bit more than 140 games per season. So it wasn't like a, a, a recent, you know, thought. The, the, the back injury goes back a few years. And so now we're sort of wondering, okay, what could it have been? Like, I just assume that it's the back, but we don't actually know that yet because nobody has said anything about what was flagged. And the Giants probably won't say anything because of, you know, HIPAA laws and all that stuff where they can't, you know, (laughs) if Correa wants to say it, right? He can say it, but the Giants can't actually say it for him. Right. And, and, And if Boris wants to say it, which he already has kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, hey, uh, there's some... There's some medical stuff we didn't agree on, and uh, and and that's where we're at right now. Um, it, it, and it, and it's going to take time because you know I'm I'm getting asked, of course, uh, by friends and and such throughout the day today. Are you upset about this? Are you upset? I you know honestly I don't know if we're gonna know if we dodged a bullet for another four yeah. or five years yeah. at this point because if medically the guy is fine and let's say seven or eight years of the 13 year deal, uh, then, then yeah. Okay. That that's a bummer. And if he's playing good baseball, yeah. Okay. We, you know, we, we struck out and missed on that one, but, but we won't know. It's going to be, it's not going to be, if he has a great year this year, 
that's not going to tell you what 13 years is going to look like. Um, and, and bottom line, again, 13 years is a really, really long time. If you are nervous about somebody's back, if you're nervous about somebody's, does he have an arthritic knee? As a Rams fan, I could tell you Todd Gurley had an arthritic knee. He had a fantastic career. And then all of a sudden, before he even hit 31 years old, was out of the league. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that that's, you know, knees can be a problem, arthritic, something that that can go on for years again. But we can speculate. Uh, I, like I said last night on the show, heart issue. Where, did they find some sort of medical heart issue that could be a problem down the line? Um, so many different things. Uh, and things are coming out now that, the, you know, it's possible the Giants weren't going to be able to insure this contract because of those medical issues. Uh, and if that's true. Uh, are the Mets going to be able to? I don't know. Different insurance company. Who knows? I mean, maybe they have a back alley insurance company and they can get things pushed Cohen, through a little Cohen, easier. Cohen doesn't <laughs> seem to be worried about that in any way. He doesn't. Way. No. no. Uh, but, uh, so um, I agree with you 100%. We're not going to know until years in. The problem with, I, I think the big problem, or the big reason to be upset is. Uh, the Giants are, are 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 Lucy with the football, and we're Charlie Brown as fans, right? Yeah, 100%. this is consistently happening where we're in on a guy, we don't get him, and oh, we gave our best shot, and that that's why I did the last Judge report yesterday, is because it was sort of the same thing with Aaron Judge and the Giants. It's like, no, we're going to be competitive in the deal. Let you know, but let, let's make sure you know it wasn't let's win the deal. It was, we're going to be competitive. And that in of yeah. itself is kind of a PR thing. So that's my frustration. By the way, people who yeah. are watching us live, if you have thoughts, type them into the comments and, and, and we'll show them on screen and, and maybe even uh, create a little bit of a, a discussion around them. Okay. Let's get back to the story. And, and by the way, bone broth, you know, those, who, you those who, who watch us, uh, they Water. know that, that, that we do, <laughs> you know, we, we have a couple of, we have a drink while we're doing yeah. our show, but it is the afternoon. I'm on my lunch yeah. break and I'm drinking bone broth. Uh, I'm going straight to uh, a workout after this. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Hydrating. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay. So more from Jeff Passan, the giants contract with the star shortstop fell apart after the team expressed concerns during the physical examination, prompting Korea, Korea to reopen his free agency and sign in the middle of the night with the Mets. Before he agreed to terms, originally, the Mets had made an 11th hour run at him. The deal did not come to fruition then. A week later, the most astonishing move of the offseason is one past physical from becoming a reality, a caveat with particular important uh, import to this contract. And if, if there wasn't enough of a, a little bit of a, a tug on the heartstrings here, he's going to be their third baseman. Lindor is going to still be their shortstop. Yeah. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. 
Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Okay, so the Giants were radio silent until they weren't, and we'll talk about Farhan's uh, comment uh, uh, later in, in a few. So how did this happen? How did the Mets swoop in like a thief in the night? Especially because the Giants knew that late in, in the original negotiations, the Mets came in and tried to swoop him. Uh, sort of like the Yankees got got judged back, and and, and the Giants mm-hmm. had the better whatever it was whatever the better thing. Maybe they offered the thirteenth year. Maybe that was why they offered the thirteenth year because even even on this contract, Correa only got twelve. Only I say only, so it's 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 you know it's oh it's almost the same average per per uh, per year as well. So how did that happen? Well, Scott Boris is his agent for a reason, right? He is uh, savvy, and he's going to get the best thing for his contract. So from Susan Slusser again, Scott Boris tells me that after the Giants canceled their press conference yesterday, they indicated they still wanted to negotiate. But he didn't hear anything more from them. And 12 hours later, the Mets deal got worked out. How does that happen? How do the Giants not stay in contact with him unless he's maybe writing his own narrative here. Uh, yeah. But if he was, I would have imagined that the, the Farhan comment that we're going to talk about in a second would have mentioned that part, but he didn't. So I'm just assuming that Boris is right, that the Giants did not get back to him in any way. Yeah. And I, th- I, I think if Boris is a hundred percent truthful, and I don't think he has any reason not to be um, because uh, again, we're, if there's any kind, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm just saying in in the regular world, that's not the sports world. If you're going to say something like that, and then there's going to be a lawsuit at some point, and you say there was no contact for 12 hours, well, you you can pull uh, phone records, <laughs> you can pull emails. So, so I mean, yeah, I don't think he has a a reason to lie, and if that is truly the case then this is an obvious case of the Giants having cold feet and deciding this deal is not for us. There is something in that medical record, something that our doctors are saying that is telling us this is not going to work for 13 years. So we'd like to renegotiate, but also knowing Boris, that's not an easy process. And you're this late in the game in free agency – 
the Giants also had to have known that there were other suitors for Correa, and we know the Twins were one of them, that another team would have popped in and said, well, we'll go ahead and take him. That's not a problem. So the Giants, by being silent for 12 hours, knew exactly what could possibly happen, and that scenario happened. So they're probably and maybe just... almost that they just wanted it to happen. But exactly. that's such a PR yeah. nightmare, though. Like, how do you measure? It how is. Do you... Yeah. And, and especially coming off of the lowest attendance in Oracle history, and you had this offseason with Brink trucks, Brink's trucks full of cash, ready to give out to players. But now we're in the situation where Adam Duvall is still out there. Uh, Yay. Uh, Jerks and Profar is still out there. I, I mean, this is where we're at now, where <laughs> Trey Turner is gone. Xander Bogarts is gone. Dansby Swanson is gone. They're gone. There's nobody left. And not only are they gone, they're locked up for seven plus years. Oh, yeah. So we're not going to see this shortstop boon that we just saw again for quite a while. So, uh, so I think they might have, um, you know, uh, 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 pretty much bit the bullet on this one and said, there's always next year. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, I don't know. Luciano, don't, don't start playing left field <laughs> quite yet because <laughs> – yeah. We might need you. <laughs> okay, so J- so Jason has a point that I think a lot of the Giants fans feel right now, which is that they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt because of the history of being unable to finish these big deals and maybe just being completely risk averse. And you know what's 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 funny about that is, um, uh, I was talking to Gosh uh, Jarrett Seidler, who we've who we've talked to before he right. had, he sent me a quote. I think it was an Andrew Friedman quote. And I thought it like, I don't know if it exactly is, you know, defines who the giants are in, in this day and age of baseball free agency. Uh, but he said, the quote is, and he didn't have the exact quote, but it's something that goes to, to the point of, uh, if you are always rational in the market, you'll always come in third on every player which kind of fits the giants to a T right? Like they're like the way that they do business. They are not Steve Cohen or to a warriors. You know, we, we are in the Bay area sports network to a warriors fan, Joe Lacob, like Joe Lacob is the highest luxury tax bill in the history of the NBA. And that's how the warriors work. And the giants are kind of the opposite of that. They, they don't, they don't go full bore into, into these contracts for the risk averse, like, like Jason said. Right. But, but, and here's the question, because again, I, I keep saying all day long, I don't know who to be pissed off at right now. Uh, we just don't know. Is it Boris? Is it Correa? Is it Cohen? Is it Zadie? Is it uh bear? Is it Johnson? I, I, we don't know who to be pissed off at yet. Unfortunately, fans are going to be pissed off at, at, at Kapler and the giants, on the, on the field, they're, they're going to take the brunt of it because they're the face they're there. Um, even though they had nothing to do with any of this, but that's the question was, and you talk about, you know, being apprehensive and coming in third and second, is that ownership or is that baseball operations? We don't know. As ownership said, go spend money, but baseball operations are like, yeah, but that's not how we do things. So there's okay, but we we it, do have some proof, right? And the proof is 
in the deals that they signed pitchers to, right? Carlos yes. Rodon. They signed him to a essentially a one-year deal last year and said, pitch here, you're going to do great, and then you'll make your money elsewhere. Right. That elsewhere was not here. They did the same thing with Stripling and Manea. And on the surface, those deals are really smart because you're not locked into the five-year Matt Cain deal where the last two or three years he's just not the same guy. But at the same time, the rest of baseball is kind of moving in this other direction. So the Giants are kind of going against the grain here right. with, you know, locking in guys. Because now, now you mentioned this at the top, lowest attendance in Giants history at Oracle Park at, uh, you know, McCovey Cove. That matters. And yeah. some of this, some of this risk averseness, some of these one year, uh, who, who bought a Carlos Correa jersey? For, for their child last year. And now that Jersey is, is uh, you're going to put pinstripes on it because he's with the Yankees. So that stuff is not something that we necessarily look into the marketing of the team, but it's pretty clear that the giants are in third place in this market behind the 49ers and the warriors. And they are a distant third at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and that, and that, you know, that's unfortunate. And I hope that they feel that. I hope the team feels that. Alex Pavlovich and uh, Cole Kuyper did a emergency podcast this morning and they were kind of laughing because there were ticket sale emails that went out during the recording of their podcast. Yeah. And that is not the, you know, these, these emails are kind of scheduled and, and timed yeah. and everything. So, but there couldn't have been a worse time to send out that email, right? Yeah, or to yeah send... it came out. Yeah, it came out and said, come to spring training. Here's your spring training tickets are on sale. <laughs> but, oh, my God, the timing is just, I mean, but yeah, like you said, there you, you could time an email. It's just going to go out when it's going to go out. Uh, maybe somebody forgot and said, let's just wait one more day. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Okay, let's get back to this. Uh, yeah. So more, more from Susan. And uh, she says, this is her analysis on sort of the quotes that, that Boris gave her. It sounds as if there was a very old Correa injury pre-MLB. That is something that I've only heard from her. So I, I, I don't even know what that could possibly be. Yeah. That was raised as a potential issue. It has cropped up again. None of Correa's other physical issues have required medical intervention or ongoing treatment. If this was a true medical concern, it sounds a little tenuous. And if it was a matter of cold feet, that is usually ownership, not the front office. We won't know what happened from their viewpoint unless or until the Giants discuss this if they do, which it seems like they will not. Now, uh, we, we, are, we are fans of uh, the writing of The Athletic and the big dog at The Athletic, Ken Rosenthal, also talked to Scott Boris. And he has Scott Boris quoted as saying, we reached an agreement. We had a letter of agreement. We gave them a time frame to execute it. They advised us they still had questions. They still wanted to talk to other people, other doctors, go through it. I said, look, I've given you a reasonable time. We need to move forward on this. Give me a time frame. If you're not going to execute, I need to go talk with other teams. Okay. I think this is an important quote because the longer... There was a delay in this process. And the reason why, at least the reason why I think, why Boris wanted to act quickly is word gets out that the Giants are worried about the medicals 
And let's say the Giants just go like, nope, we're not doing this. That hurts Correa in this market, right? Because all of a sudden it gives all the other teams some negotiating power against Boris. So Boris gets out ahead of this news and has a deal ready with the owner who probably doesn't care. The you know the the Dodgers. If this was the Dodgers, they probably are a little conservative on this as well. Though they're not signing Correa anyways, which is why I use them as as the example. Uh, but Boris was like, the longer I wait, the less Correa makes, and ultimately the less that Boris makes on, on that deal. And so he's trying to find the best deal for his client. This is why this guy is the top agent in baseball. So he's looking at this opportunity as like. We cannot wait because the longer you make us wait, if you decide to not do this, we are screwed with the with the contract as it is. So I wanted to make that point. Okay, so uh, more from, from Boris. He says, about the medicals, every team has a right to go through things and evaluate things. The key thing is we gave them medical reports at the time. They still wanted to sign the player and negotiate with the player. So he's basically saying, we told you this in advance, and now you're telling us that it's not going to work. So he's pushing the blame big time on the Giants. Like this is like yeah, yeah. we we gave you everything, and only now at the you know at the last hour of this you are you are having questions, and and so that's interesting. And I wonder if that sort of hurts their relationship with him and, and future clients now. If they just offer the most money for it, it probably doesn't matter at all. But, you know, there, there's this the relationship with these agents that is important. And it looks like this one was uh, was not a good situation for uh, Scott Boris and Carlos Correa and the Giants. Yeah, that's tough to say because, you know, it is a business. Business is business. They can blow this type of stuff off. Um, you know, if a deal has to be made next year uh, for a different player, then, you know, I think B- Boris is professional enough. He's been around long enough. I don't think he's going to shun any team. He's not going to shun any, uh, there'd have to be a really bad situation. I I think this is a, just kind of an amicable look. It didn't work out. Um, he got somewhere else. He's getting his bag. Uh, uh, no big deal, whatever, move on. And so I don't, I I really don't know if it's going to hurt. The only thing that is going to hurt, I think is that the players out there are going to see that the giants aren't landing anybody. People keep coming to us. People keep making visits and then going somewhere else. <laughs> oh, and we're, so, we're going to talk about that know, in a second here. That is definitely yeah. on my list of yes. Yeah, uh, so rep- so that, that, yeah, that's what hurts. Things. I don't think. I don't think the. I don't think the business part of it is going to hurt. I think the uh, uh, the on field relationship part of it is going to be the most painful. So, okay. So, what about the Giants here? They were radio silent. All day yesterday, up until early this morning, and you predicted exactly what Farhan would say about Correa. Here was Farhan's quote. While we are prohibited from disclosing confidential medical information, as Scott Boris stated publicly, there was a difference in opinion over the results of Carlos's physical examination. And this is the one that gets me. We wish Carlos the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah, that's... <laughs> that's all. That's all you got, Farhan. That's that's your quote. That's what. That's that's your first. Your 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 first announcement to this fan base who is so frustrated and has so many questions and like 
so heartbroken about this. We wish Carlos the best. Okay, so uh, for six minutes, we had Arson Judge. Only for the uh, Italy vacationing Hal Steinbrenner to make a deal when supposedly the Giants were the leaders in the clubhouse. Then this happens. This, uh, uh, it was almost like it was too good to be true, right? Like we never, we never win this, uh, you know, win these things. And I feel maybe more fervor from the fan base than I've felt in a quite a long time. So I have some big questions for you and and we'll get out of here. Okay. And, And these are kind of unanswerable, but I just want to raise them because I think this is what, we we should try and 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 focus on here what is the injury and were the giants overly cautious or did management just get cold feet on this deal like i think that's where we sort of like is it is a farhan thing is it an ownership thing susan said if it is about medical history it's probably an ownership thing about getting cold feet now you mentioned this insurance thing uh, and Farhan is kind of the face, like part of his responsibility is to be the voice to the fans of the ownership, right? Larry right. Bear has pulled back on, on a lot of that stuff. And it is like Farhan's uh, Farhan's situation here. Um, another question. Uh, who are the big free agents next year? It's Devers and Otani. But I'm calling it right now. Otani is signing with the Mets. We don't even have to discuss this. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, why wouldn't yeah. he go to the Mets? They, you know, if, if he goes to the Mets, it's got to be a little bit creative. They're already, what, uh, $100 million over the luxury they've sur- tax? Yeah, they sur- surpassed the Cohan tax. Yeah, exactly. Cohan, but, but, but so uh, Scherzer is going to be off the books in another year. Uh, Verlander got, what, like a two-year deal? Um, so he'll be, so they'll have to get a little creative just to, again, I say that, but look, I don't, I don't even think that he cares. I I mean, he's got so much money. This doesn't bother him at all. So, I mean, yeah, sure. There, he's probably going to go there or he's probably going to end up in LA with the Dodgers. Um, they're going to have a better idea next year. I think with the Bauer situation, how much money they can spend. Um, I have, as a Giants fan now, I have zero confidence that we're going to land either of those two no way. free agents. I mean, at, at this point, and, and here's the problem, too, is that the farm system started to flourish, started to grow. Uh, now we're back down to ranked number 18th on the list. Um, so it's not like we have waiting in the wings you know, the the next Fernando Tatis that's going to pop up and, or Julio Rodriguez who's going to pop up and all of a sudden we're, we're going to be okay because we have that guy. Yeah. Um, Kyle Harrison, maybe. But but again, now you're talking about you've got two pitchers who are homegrown talents and Webb and Harrison. Um, and then you have a retiring Brandon Crawford uh, and you have Tyro Estrada. Uh, and you have Mitch Hanniger. I mean, it, it, you know, thing, <laughs> I, I, I by the way, by the way, the, I, I things saw are this, tough. <laughs> I, saw, I saw this one uh, out there. The Giants signed Hanniger. They weren't worried about his medicals. And and the, the thing that I will say, and not to give the Giants any, any benefit of the doubt, but Hanniger 
is on a very short deal compared to what he, yeah and and so that's what and like you had mentioned too was it ownership with the cold feet was it front office with the cold feet i mean there's a chance ownership stepped in and said look 13 years with this medical report is not something we want to do yeah. at this point yeah. yes we're going to lose a big free agent, we're going to lose a face of the franchise, but if he's not on the field as much as we'd like him to be, what does it matter? If we want to put butts in the seats to come see this player, but we're basing all of this on this medical report, that's a tough pill for us to swallow. Uh, you know, is it, is it, we, we say Charles Johnson, but he is the majority stakeholder, right? I mean, that, yeah. that's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Charles he's Johnson. A, he's a big Herschel Walker fan, by the way. He is, and that's <laughs> and that's another issue because we're looking at this saying he's donating a lot of money out to Herschel Walker and to, to other, you know, uh, I don't I don't want to get political, but but but, but the people yeah, we, we kind of wish he would he would donate that to uh you know Carlos Correa and or, or or Aaron Judge at that point. I mean, yeah. if you're looking at a 360 jump in and and I mean, but again, do the Giants even? We could say this all we want to. Do the Giants even know that uh, that Judge had gone back to Hal Steinbrenner and Steinbrenner was like, "Here's the deal." I feel like, it, I feel like it's um, their job to know that, though. I mean, if uh, if Buster if they, only figures it out, they they sort of have to know that. It's it's possible, <laughs> and, and we'll never know. I mean, this this Giants front office is a very silent front office. And and as a Rams fan, I know what that's like because the Rams front office, even though they make crazy moves and they mm-hmm. do all kinds of weird stuff, it is quiet and you don't know what happens and you don't know it's going to happen until the second it happens. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of how this Giants front office is also. All right, let's get through the last couple things here before we right. get out of here. Uh, okay, what do the Giants do? What can they do? You just mentioned the... The folks who are available right now, here's my fear. My fear is that they believe that trading for Brian Reynolds will be a little bit of a, of a save face. And, and maybe that maybe, maybe they just decide like, look, we're just going to have to eat this and, and not really ruin anything for, for the future. But if they did uh, a, it won't save face uh, because Brian Reynolds is not Aaron judge or Carlos Correa. And B, it's a crazy price that I don't know if any of us want them to pay, especially because they're probably going to be fighting to be as good as they were last year, which is a 500 team, which means another third place finish and maybe even fourth place because Arizona has some some nice young players there. So most of the offensive players are now swooped up. Can they do anything else? They got all kinds of money now. They're, they're, this is going to be another low payroll for them because they can't sign anybody. Maybe it could be a bullpen thing. Maybe they just sign a bunch of players to these one-year deals and get them off the books for next year. I don't know, but kind of like going back to what you said earlier, what big fish can they bring in if they don't have any corresponding players Correa and Lindor are going to be the uh the side of the uh, the left side of that infield for the next 10 years and they're 600 million dollars invested in those guys and they're friends and that they're going to play on the same uh, world baseball classic team I think so like there's a connection there and there's a star player connection there and the Giants don't have any of that who's the biggest star player on the team right now 
On the Giants? Yeah. Logan Webb. Logan Webb is it. it. Logan Webb is the star. The fan favorite is Brandon Crawford. The star, the best player on the Giants is Logan Webb, who's also on the USA team for the World Baseball Classic, like I said. So, so this, I mean, it's it's How many non-Giants fans could pick him out of a police lineup? Oh, none. Right. Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Z- absolutely zero. And, and we love him. This and, is not a diss yeah, at him. Absolutely not. And us as Giants fans don't want him anywhere else. We're, we're huge fans, all right? And, and Giants fans love their players. And that's, I think, what makes this whole Correa thing so tough. We love our players so much. We were willing to embrace Carlos Correa and his faults and say, he's ours now. Yeah. And the Dodger fans hate him, and the Dodgers hate him. So he's ours even more now yeah. because of that. So we were, we were all on board for six straight days, man. Yeah, yeah. We were – or seven straight days, whatever it is now, we were all on board. Uh, and so I think, that, I think that's what makes this hurt the most. But again, I still don't know yet who I'm pissed off at. <laughs> so all right. All right. Uh, I just, yeah, I just know I'm disappointed and I'm, and I'm pissed, but yeah. I don't know at who yet. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's so soon. Okay. Two, two yeah. notes and we'll get out of here. Is this now a throwaway year? Because Alex Pavlovich and Cole Kuyper talked about how maybe now you have to pull back completely and you don't really do anything. You don't make any big moves that could jeopardize your future because there's, there's no reasons to do so you you maybe you maybe can't compete right now with, with the current team that you put on uh, on the field so that was that was a note from them and the last thing and this was uh, i thought this was interesting from their podcast pavlovich said that the giants haven't been communicating with their players very well this offseason and he's heard from several players he said brandon crawford didn't know he was moving off of shortstop until he saw the news that they signed correa Think about that. Wow. This is this is a team with 75 coaches and, and no one is is cluing him in or keeping him in the mix. And maybe they don't know, but that's just bad communication. And I'll end it, I'll end it with this. Um, get it together, Giants. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just get well, it together. I'll, what what I said last night on our show was this is the show me year. For Farhan, 107 wins. Then you go to 81. Now, what are you going to do this year? If they don't, they're going to be fighting for 81. Yeah, exactly. If they don't make the playoffs, there is no Farhan front office in 2024. That that's going to be it. This will be his last season. Um, But again, we don't know all the details of this. We don't know if the front office. We don't know if the ownership is patting him on the back and saying, "Way to get out of this deal." We didn't want this deal. This this was tough with these medical records. We didn't want this. And they're all on board together and everything is good and they're moving forward and there's a plan. We won't know the plan. We don't know the plan. That that That's what it is. We don't know the plan for this year. I'm sure, like you said, uh, tough on communication. I'm sure if it's a throwaway year, Mitch Hanniger would have loved to have known that beforehand. Yes. Uh, Jock Peterson would have loved, he, although Jock Peterson didn't have a, well, he did have a choice. He took the qualifying offer. Yeah. He, he would have liked to have known what was going to happen. Uh, and again, nothing was guaranteed. Nothing was, when Hanniger was signed, there was no judge. Uh, there was no Carlos Correa on the horizon. There was none of that. Uh, but so, you, you, you yeah. would think that he signed 
knowing that the Giants were convinced that they were going to make a, a, a bigger deal. Yes. And when you're in the San Francisco market, it's really not acceptable to rebuild. It just, it just isn't. You're in a top five market. It's not acceptable to go through a rebuild year. So if this is a rebuild year, um, you better get Kyle Harrison up there as fast as possible because fans are going to want to see him. You're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, fans dressed as empty seats this season. So you got to fix that. Uh, That, that may be the slogan. It's it's kind of expensive to come here, go into the secondary market and pick up those $10 tickets that those guys won't be able to get rid of. Exactly. Or the Giants had better drop those ticket prices to 10 bucks <laughs> themselves because it's going to be it's going to be nasty this year. And All right. PR wheels better start spinning yeah, exactly. more than a single uh two sentences from Farhan. It, it better <laughs> start coming out tonight. I wonder if Buster's like, uh, yeah, can I get my money back? You guys? Yeah. You know what? And, and through all this, we forget that Buster is on the board. Buster is an owner and then this is happening under his watch. So yeah. I don't know, man. Don't all right. Well, Brad, thank you for taking time out of your lunch to, to do of this. Course. We, we, we went 42 actual minutes. It was like almost another full podcast on this emergency <laughs> breaking news podcast on Carlos Correa, but uh, yeah. for Brad, I am a double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. This is Andy Herman from the Packaday podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire podcast network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if we worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com/bluewire. That's wefunder.com/bluewire.